Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find Kevin by going online to insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes. That's insightfolios.com. We're going to put Kevin's almost three decades of financial planning experience to the test on today's show with some great topics. Are you grading yourself appropriately when it comes to your financial and retirement life. What about just your financial competency? Where do you think you would rank? You know, do you give yourself an A, B, C, D, or an F when it comes to your financial preparedness? Well, we're going to give you five key questions on today's show that you can ask so that you can grade yourself a little bit better. Ready to walk through these, Kevin? And you let uh, us know how people th- usually do with this I quiz. Think, I think I'll give it a whirl. Okay. First question to ask yourself, uh, do you know how much you have? Do you know how much you have? What do we mean? Uh, Obviously, that could uh, have a few layers to that question. Well, it does. And that's where it all starts, right? We have to know how much you've saved for retirement and what your debts are and those types of things. But sometimes you'd be surprised, Walter, when people come into my office for the first time, this is the first time when we sit down, we start doing the planning process that we add everything up. They really didn't know until that point, uh, believe it or not. I just talked to a couple who said, this is the first time we had all of our information together in one spot where we could visually see it and then have an idea what's going on with all of our accounts. So the problem is this, if that's you, you know, we, you have to get more organized. So when I sit down with someone, I need to know, you know, what kind and where your investments are held at. That's the first, you know, the first step that we, we go through with many people. For many, this is going to be the first time, like I said, that they're going to see all their investments in a plan that totals everything up so they have a good idea where they're going to. From point A, when you start working, to point B, what I call halftime in your life, to point C, into retirement. So we want, everybody's looking to get forward or get into what I call halftime. In other words, the second part of your life is the day you retire. So if you have investments all over the place, maybe you've had five jobs, and you've left five old 401ks in place, most of the time you're going to be better served to consolidate those five 401ks into one IRA account. And there's a couple of reasons. First, you're most certainly, you know, you'll find better investments out there aligned with your goals in most cases. And I'm betting you can cut costs. If you have five different old 401ks out there, I'm betting you can consolidate and cut costs. And for many, this is going to be the starting point with working with a financial coach to help you achieve your goals faster and more streamlined and get you to and through retirement. So I think, you know, if you don't know how much you have, this is a perfect time to, you know, look internally and say, do I need to sit down with somebody? Do I need to start this process? Do I need, because I'm getting closer to retirement, if if you're answering yes to this, then pick up the phone and sit down with your advisor and start that process. Yeah, by the way, if you want to reach out to Kevin Ray about anything we talk about on today's show, not only can you go to insightfolios.com, but you can also reach him via email, kevin at insightfolios.com, or give a call, 888-885-PLAN. That's 
7526. So grading yourself some key questions to ask. Do you know how much you spend? This is the one, right, Kevin, where people often have it like way out of line with what reality is? Well, it, it, it is most of the time. So most people really don't have a clue how much you're spending each month um, when they come in. So that's obviously a critical part of the planning process. How much do you need in retirement? And it goes both ways. If you look at it, some will underestimate, you know, much more income than they need and others are going to, you know, do the other thing. They're going to overestimate more income than they need. So if that's you, the first place to do is, my suggestion is this, starting August 1st of this year, no more procrastination, starting August 1st, start to track how much you spend on a monthly basis. I can almost promise you, you're going to be surprised. If you can't, if you're looking for an easy way to track your expenses and you really don't know how, give my office a call and I'll send you out an expense tracking sheet that we give out to almost everybody that walks in the door. It's going to list a lot of stuff that you never even considered um, in your monthly spending budget. So we need to know that. So if that's you, you're getting close to retirement, you need to know that number because why? We have to figure out how much income you're going to need going into retirement to cover the have-tos. You have to spend on consumers. You have car payments. You have insurances. But more importantly, what are the other things that you're not thinking of? Travel, vacations, gas, groceries, all those other types of things. So if that's you and you need that expense uh, sheet, give us a call. We'll email it to you. We'd be happy to do that. We do this for people all the time. But that's a good, good starting place to start that. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know how much you have and do you know how much you spend? Two key questions to ask out of the gate. Now, if you're new to this whole retirement and financial planning world and starting to think about retirement, well, I'm sure you've thought about retirement before, but starting to think about the financials of retirement and how to make it all happen, you may or may not have really thought about how much risk you have. But that's definitely got to be a question you ask yourself as you grade yourself, because the risk question, Kevin, is one of those ones that changes as we get older. You know, how you thought about risk when you were 20, 30, 40 is going to be a lot different than how you should view it when you hit those, you know, that 60 mark or that close to retirement mark. Well, it is. Do you percentage wise, Walter, if you had to guess for the people who I, I see, what do you what percent do you think know exactly how much risk they have in their portfolio? 10 mm, percent. Yeah, if that, if yeah. that you're pretty close. So. I'm, I'm a generous guy, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm being optimistic. And, and you mentioned it just a second ago, the, you know, the older you get, the, the more conservative people tend to get. And some people will think because they hold bonds in their portfolio, they're not taking any risk. All we have to do is just look back a few years. Do you remember which, which bonds, if you held them in 2008, you're in trouble, Walter? Do I remember which bonds? Yeah. So I'm think Michigan. I'll give you a clue. Oh, uh, General Motors. General Motors, the yep. city of Detroit, right? Yep. So if you held those bonds, they weren't necessarily a safe thing because those companies you know, defaulted on those bonds. So how do you measure risk in your portfolio? Well, there's something called standard deviation. It's the most common method for determining the risk that your investment has is, is called standard deviation. So what does it do? It helps you determine market volatility on a spread of your asset prices, right? So in other words, there's a number assigned to standard deviation. And the S&P, for example, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 15. One being very conservative, small cap stocks have a standard deviation in the high 20s. So in order to figure out how much risk you are taking in your portfolio, there's a way to calculate your standard deviation. And let me give you another clue. If you hold 10 or 11 different mutual fund accounts in your in your um, portfolio and you think that's lowering your risk but i would will i'd be willing to bet that those 
same uh, mutual funds are growth mutual funds that pretty much own all the same companies. So that's not diversification. That doesn't decrease your risk. In, in fact, it may increase your risk. So know that number. Know your standard deviation number on your portfolio, and that'll give you a good, you know, a good judgment call as to how much risk you're actually taking. So interesting when you look at these kinds of, uh, you know, self quizzes of, you know, yeah, are you nodding your head along going, yeah, I, that's me. I, I know how much I have. I know how much I spend. I'm, I'm all on this. Uh, that's great. But uh, the vast majority of people start going, ooh, yeah, I don't really know. I think I'm risky, but I don't know. Uh, yes. Or, or I think I'm not at risk. And then people get reviews done. It's like, no, you're totally at risk. <laughs> and so, you know, people overlook that sometimes. It's interesting how what we perceive is sometimes out of line with reality. Another great example of where that comes into play is question number four, Kevin. Do you know what you're paying in fees? A lot of people have really no idea what, what their plan is costing them. Well, that's true. I mean, let's just take a look at something else. Your, your cell bill, right? There's fees all over here, but nobody pays attention to that. What's the, what's the bottom dollar is what most people are looking for. So if we look at that, some people don't even pay any attention to their fees at all. Others think they know what they're paying, but they actually have hidden fees that they don't realize are there. Remember, the devil's in the details. So you have to be very careful and start extracting some of these fees. And there's, we talked about it before. There's personalfund.com that you can do it and, and other types of things. If your investments are held in mutual funds, the only fee you're likely to see is what's called the expense fee. And guess what? There are lots more fees involved in your mutual funds. So that's just one fee out of many that are involved in mutual funds. What most don't realize is that there are other fees hidden inside that mutual fund. There's turnover costs, there's cash drag, there's all kinds of things that are going on inside your fund that most people don't know. And we all know this, Walter, right? There's no free lunch when it comes to investing. Everybody likes to get paid. Everybody, you know, uh, likes to eat and those types of things. You just have to make sure that if you are paying a fee, your fee is worth the service you're receiving. So how do you know? Well, if you're if you have an advisor and you've been paying fees, and the only time you hear from that advisor is when there's something else on the plate that they they want to try to sell your that's probably a good indication you're not getting you know, the value for your fee. On the other hand, if your advisor is meeting with you, going over your plan, updating you, giving you a good income plan going forward, well then that fee's probably worth it. So fees are a necessary, a necessary item that's gonna go forth. Just make sure you're getting the bang for your buck. Wow, I think it's uh, really interesting to look at these, Kevin, because we get to this last one, right? So even if you've answered yes to the first four, you know your fees, you have a good idea of how much risk you're taking, you know how much you're spending, you know how much you have at your disposal. A lot of people don't know then how to transition that to what you need to do in retirement, and that's start drawing income from your investments and, and fulfilling that lifestyle with how much you spend. How do you make that transition in that switch? And that's why you have to ask this final question. And these are just sort of five top high-level questions. Obviously, it gets more detailed as you get into individual situations. But ask yourself, do you know what your retirement income streams are going to look like? Are you just going to have this big old portfolio that you're pulling from? Are you going to have uh, Social Security? Different things that come into that puzzle to help solve that income stream. A lot of people just don't know how to like turn that hose uh, and, and turn the water on and make the water come out of the hose. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and that's the biggest part of retirement planning, income streams, because we're all going to need income. So you need to understand your Social Security benefit program. How about your pension options? Do I take life only? Do I take 100% joint survivor, 50% joint survivor? That's all a very important piece of your retirement planning uh, puzzle. 
So once you know that, they're going to be, that's your, going to be your fixed income that you can count on every month. So in other words, you know, once you start drawing Social Security and once you start drawing your pension, you cannot change your mind. So make sure you sit down with somebody and figure this out before you pull the trigger and say, this is, this is what I think is best. Don't think what's best, know what's best. Um, but if, what if that money, what if your pension and your Social Security is not enough income on a monthly basis? How do you fill that void? So let us let me give you an example. You need an additional $900 per month up and above what your pension or your Social Security will provide. Well, there are investments you can use. Certainly, you have to use some sort of investment to get there. So let's take a look at a couple. Well, you could use a government bond if you say, I don't want any risk. Well, there's a couple of places to look. If you, want, if you don't want any, any risk, you could use a government bond. Most people don't do that uh, nowadays, Walter. Do you know why? Why is that? Uh, because the, the interest is very, very, very low. Oh, yeah. And yeah. might be for a long time. We don't know. Well, f- for a long time, yeah. You could use a CD. So if you're looking for safety, you could use a CD. Same thing goes here. The interest rate is low. So maybe you don't, you can't generate enough interest to generate those dollars, and you don't want to spend principal so you, so you don't have to, the chance of running out of money. You could do annuities. Annuities, most fixed or fixed annuities have guarantees also. They're going to get a little higher interest rate. You can get uh, 3, 3.3, 3.5 nowadays to kind of help supplement your dollars when going forth. The other thing you could do is you could use mutual funds. Some people are have uh, all mutual funds of investments. Now, here's the problem I see there with mutual funds is that in a down market like we just went through, and if you need that $900 per month, you have to sell principal, you have to sell shares, you have to sell something in that mutual fund to generate that $900. And the problem is you're selling principal, you're selling shares, you're selling something, and the market's down, it takes longer to recoup, and maybe you have a better chance of running out of money. And my favorite is this. We use, a lot of times in our office, we'll use dividend-paying stocks. So what a dividend is, is nothing more than profit that a company will pay you for holding one share. So let's say, you know, a company pays you a dollar for every share that you own. The share price goes up and down all the time. So if you, if we went through this pandemic, for example, and maybe the share price was $100 a share and then you had 1,000 shares, so it paid you $1,000 because it paid you a dollar per share, and then it went down to $90 a share, if you didn't sell any of those shares, you still got the $1,000. Uh, coming up. So what what does it do? It doesn't force you to sell shares of your portfolio because that dividend comes whether the market's up, down, or sideways. So there are ways to fill that need. And if that's you, you need to figure out. That's the first part when we sit down, we look at what your shortfall is. So if you have a shortfall like uh, $900 per month, how do we fill that need without you spending principal, spending you know, assets, uh, selling shares of something. And that's critical. Going forward, that's the critical part of your portfolio or in your plan that needs to be filled. And if that's you, you need to sit down with an advisor and figure that out. How do I fill that need? How do I fill that shortfall so I don't run out of money? Because that's on everybody's mind. These are just a few investments that I'm talking about, but you could use many, many more if you wanted to. But that's a critical portion of when we sit down and we talk to people, how do we fill that need? And then that's what we do on the planning side. I show people how we fill that need. And if that's you, figure this out before you go into retirement. Don't wait until you retire. Just get it figured out. Retirement planning isn't as simple as just making two or three decisions and you're done. Uh, it really takes a process. 
to work through. Make sure that no stone is left unturned. Make sure that you're really working through all of the important decisions that you need to make during the retirement planning process. And Kevin walks his clients through that process each and every day in the office. And if you'd like to go through some of that planning on your own, get a deep look at your own situation, your own financial situation, uh, it's really important to do that before you hit that retirement date. Um, the earlier you can get in and have these conversations, the better, especially if you're in that five to 10 years away from retirement. Now is your prime time for making these kinds of decisions so that you're not having to do any backtracking or fixing of problems the closer and closer you get to retirement if you do this on your own and, and make some missteps along the way. So if you'd like to take advantage of a complimentary review of your plan with Kevin, get a checkup of where you are right now, what your financial health looks like, how you can better prepare for your financial future. Uh, it's easy to get in touch. All you have to do is go to 888-885-PLAN on your phone and give a call. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can go to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com and get in touch through the website as well. There's much more coming up on today's show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the stuff nobody says on today's show and much more. So stay with us. Walter Storalt here alongside Kevin Ray, reminding you if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. We believe it only takes three steps to build your financial future. And that's it. You shouldn't waste your time getting bogged down by complicated numbers and confusing financial products. Why worry with the minutia? Three steps is all it takes. Step one, you talk. Step two, we act. And step three, here comes the fun part. You relax. Come in for a visit with our team. We'll listen as you explain your needs, dreams, and desires. We'll then craft and implement a financial plan to achieve your goals. And don't worry. As life happens, we'll adjust your plan. All you have to do is take it easy. Don't make retirement harder than it should be. Schedule your visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're only a phone call away. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Planning for retirement shouldn't make your head spin. If it does, it might be time for a different strategy. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. We're talking with Kevin Ray, as we always do here on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. This is the show that is going to help you get a little bit smarter when it comes to your financial and retirement life, help educate you along the way. And we have some fun here on the show each and every week. If you want to learn a little bit more about Kevin, he is the financial coach at Insight Folios, as I said, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. He was born and raised in Pinconning, still has his main office there. Also has another location in Saginaw, convenient for you if you are in the Saginaw area to come in and say hello. Also, you can go to insightfolios.com, click on the listen button to ask questions, listen to past episodes, tap into great resources and more. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And um, if you would like to pick up a, Kevin, it's been a little while since we've offered the Retirement Rescue Toolkit to folks here on the show. What are you putting in the kit these days? Who's that a good fit for? Let's give away a few of those on the show. Sure. If you're getting close to retirement and you're thinking about retirement, we packed this full of goodies, as I call it. So it's a physical white box, so you look for it to come in the mail. And inside there, we're going to have a book, like um, Walter said, one for me and, and Dan Caprell, and we're going to go through taxes. 
if we think about that, we're in relatively low tax environment right now. We think taxes are going to have to go up in the future. So we pack that book full of ideas, uh, how you can plan for that uh, eventual tax rises we think is going. The other book's from Paul Dursel. You hear Paul on already with me uh, usually every other month when I'm down North Carolina. And he has written a book about simplicity. And it's about the shortfall we talked about earlier. How do you plan for that shortfall? Um, so there's lots of ideas packed in that book too. We put together a white paper on taxes. We throw a couple of goodies in there from our office uh, to keep you thinking about us. And we also put in a CD so you can listen to my voice if you're not tired to it now. It's all free. <laughs> all you have to do is text the word KIT to 33222 and we will send that out to you on Monday. Again, all you have to do is text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. You'll get a text right back from us. Click on the link that's in there, put in your info, and Kevin and the team will mail you that Retirement Rescue Toolkit free resource for those of you who are walking down that path, maybe just getting started planning for retirement and want to learn some more information. Text the word KIT to the number 33222, or you can always call the show line, leave a quick voicemail with your information, and we can get the kit out to you that way as well. 888-885-PLAN is that number. We sometimes talk about the regrets that we've heard from people as it relates to their money on this show. Kevin, let's talk about some of the things that we've never heard. Take it from oh. a different approach on today's show. And you tell us what we can learn from the fact that it seems like nobody ever makes these kind of statements. All right. So I'll play the person coming into your office telling you the thing you've never heard before. Hey, Kevin, you know, in retrospect, I should have spent more and saved less over the years because, gosh, you know, now I don't know what to do with all this money before I die. <laughs> okay, Walter, how many times do you think I've heard that? <laughs> I would say zero. I've been doing this, like you say, close to 30 years, and I don't think I've ever heard that, so, um, <laughs> that statement before. So let's turn that statement around. Most should save more and spend less, you know, if we turn it around, because I haven't heard that. And the reason is simple, because someday you're going to want to retire. You're going to be and at retirement age, what we talked about earlier, your half time. Now, the second half of your life is about to start, which is retirement. So if you sit down and you start doing the opposite, you know, of what, what Walter said, and you start saving for retirement and start planning for retirement, I'm willing to bet you can retire much earlier than your neighbor or your coworker. And I'm willing to bet you're going to have a lot more confidence. And you can start enjoying the second half of your life without having to wonder if you're going to run out of money. Think about it this way, folks. This is your story, and in this story, you can be the hero, and how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to simply save more, spend less, and work with a financial coach. Start making smart financial decisions that get you closer to retirement versus working longer to get to retirement. And most importantly, fulfilling your financial dreams in retirement. I could tell you lots of stories, Walter. People come in of the dreams that they want to do in retirement, and there's lots of them out there. So don't be that person that doesn't take this, you know, the time to sit down with an advisor and start the planning process. It's not as hard as you think, folks. Sit down, reach out, and if you don't have an advisor, call my office. I'd be happy to walk you through that process. But let's, yeah, let's take a different approach to it, and let's get you to retirement earlier versus later. I get the sentiment that, you know, especially my generation, um, you know, a little bit younger has this mentality of, you know, not wanting to miss out when you're younger. And I know a lot of people my age don't want to wait to retirement to do some of the fun things in life. You know, I want to do these things in my in my 20s and 30s instead of waiting until my 60s to be able to travel the world. I want to do it while I'm healthy and have, you know, the uh, the physical capacity to do more while I'm doing the travel or taking advantage of some of these things in life. 
But I think there's a difference in that and saying, okay, well, don't let, you know, 40 years of your working life pass by without still doing some fun stuff. Right. But at the same time, don't go the other direction and live the high life for so long that you then have to live off of beans and rice in retirement. And I like what you said, the, the longer, uh, what you say, the every dollar extra you save or every little bit extra you save now, the closer you get to retirement or the earlier you can retire. So earlier, that's yep. a great way to look at it. If you're paying yourself in a way, you can keep bumping your retirement date up a little bit so that you can have that flexibility and freedom later on. So I like yeah, that. I, I'm not saying don't take vacations, don't have fun. I'm just saying, you know, let's, let's put a plan together so you can take the vacations and have fun. Yeah. And that makes more sense. Yeah, it's just a good good mentality to have for sure. Yep. All right, Stuff Nobody Says. Let's see if this one is also a zero on the Kevin counter. Uh, hey, Kevin, uh, the life insurance payout I got when my uh, spouse died was a little insulting. You know, it feels like we really bought this policy because, you know, they didn't think I could handle the finances without some help. I'm going to guess that's a zero. That's the same <laughs> answer. Yeah, I've never heard that. But I can tell you an honest-to-goodness story here. Um, about early on in my career. Now, early on in my career, I started with a company called Lutheran Brotherhood, which is now Thrivent. And they were all about life insurance, you know, the needs. So we would see generally younger couples who needed life insurance and, you know, start planning for that. And generally it was term insurance, so they could buy a lot more. And unfortunately, I had a couple over in Clare, Michigan, and he was in a car accident and he passed away the very same day. And I can remember when I walked, when I heard this, when I heard the news, I was devastated because literally three or four months earlier, we did put life insurance on, on the husband and the wife. And as I walked up to the door, the little boy, they had three little boys. And then one of the little boys come up and said, mom, is this the fellow, is this the guy that's going to bring us the check so we can keep on living? And that hit me. I got to mm. tell you, Walter, wow. I'm getting emotional as we're talking about it. That hit me right where it counts. And I, I understood from that point forward more than I understood prior, the importance of having life insurance just for that reason. Three little kids, the wife didn't work, the husband was the breadwinner in this case, and what it meant to them as, you know, they had gone through enough emotional distress, and this was just going to be when he walked out on life, the insurance company walked in their life and kept it somewhat normal as far as paying bills and, and being able to look forward to not having, you know, to go out and find a new job and make ends meet. So that that's never happened to me. Yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. Wow, what a story. And uh, something that leaves an impression on you for a long time, I it imagine. Does. It yeah. does. Uh, stuff Nobody Says. Here's another one. Hey, Kevin, uh, it makes me feel really patriotic to pay more taxes than I have to. Just, <laughs> just, just love doing that, helping, yeah, come, helping my country out. You're coming up with some doozies today. <laughs> I got a quick question for you because I've, I've told this story, I think, before. But what was Elvis Presley's nickname? Oh, I don't know. What was the, it? The King, baby. Oh, the, oh okay. Yeah, I should yeah, have known that. King of rock and roll, right? Yeah, the King, yeah. Well, if we look at it this way, he was also the king of paying his fair share of taxes. <laughs> Let me give you some examples because I'm an Elvis fan and I love this example. But in 1962, Elvis, now we're going back a long time, right? Were you born in 62, Walter? I was not. You were not. So this is prior to Walter. My dad um, was two in 1962. Two. Okay. Well, I was <laughs> two years old, too. So I could be your dad. There, hey, you, there go. you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but in 1962, Elvis made 902000 from movies and 775000 from his music recording. So guess what he paid out in income taxes from that? I'm going to say a lot. 800000 Ooh. So he made $1.6 million, he paid out 800000 so let's call it 50% of taxes, mm. right? 
So Elvis, here's another clue. Elvis was the largest U.S. taxpayer in 1973. Is that right? He was proud of it. So, you know, so there are some people I've heard of. So one time, one time. And he was the highest paid entertainer for many years, as we know. But when he died, what do you think his estate was worth? Oh, millions, right? 10.2. 10.2. But he was the highest paid, you know, all those years he made all that money. In 1958, Walter, what was the highest tax bracket? Oh, I think, let's see, in the 50s, we were probably north of 50% or close to it? 91. 91, wow. 91%. So this is what we're getting at, right? Taxes, when we start talking retirement, you know, we're in relatively low tax environment. We think taxes are going up. So in 1963, and Elvis made that money, what was the highest tax bracket? It was 91 and 58, but 1963. Well, it had to come down a little bit, right? Yep. Maybe down to the 70s or 80s or something like that? 77%. 77, okay. And then in 1973, when Elvis was the highest taxpayer, what was the highest tax bracket? Mm, I'm going to guess it kept coming down a little bit. Maybe 50? Se- still Se- 70. 70. 19, mm. 1973 is still 70 That's not that long ago. It isn't. Mm-mm. So what, what do you take, Walter? I'm going to question you for a chance here for a while. What is the lesson you take from all this Elvis trivia we just went through? That taxes can be a lot higher than they are right now. And they probably will. So mm-hmm. this is the time to start planning for it. How do you plan for it? Well, a lot of people have IRAs and they're considering maybe converting to a Roth. Why would you do that? Well, because if taxes go up to 70% and now you're in the 12 or 22%, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, to start maybe looking at that process, see if it's going to benefit you. What about, do I contribute to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA now? And most of the time, my, my recommendation, let's look at the Roth at least, because the more we save, the bigger the tax can gets, and you keep kicking it down the road. So think of it this way. You started out 30 years ago in the 401k, maybe you saved a million dollars. 100% of that is taxable. It's okay now because we're in a relatively low tax bracket, but if what it goes up to 50%, wasn't that long ago. And so you can see that the problems that lie ahead, and that's what we're all about, planning for the future. So if that's you, think of that. Think of this lesson that we just went through the Elvis trivia and kind of put it in your own perspective. Is it time to sit down and do some tax planning? It probably is. That's a great point. 888-885-PLAN, your number to call to reach Kevin. If you haven't done tax planning as part of your overall financial plan, that should be a major element of your plan. And a lot of people overlook it, that's for sure. 888 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. One more example here, Kevin. Stuff nobody says. Now, I bet you've had at least one person at least get close to this one. Uh, I love market volatility. It's like a really fun roller coaster ride. Certainly, you've had a daredevil or two that's enjoyed the ups and downs of the market, right? I've had a I've had a hand few, yeah, because okay. they just right. they they thrive on watching the screen and you know trying to. They're okay with the risk. Them. Yeah, you know? they're okay. Then some of most of them don't do too good. But I I don't know about <laughs> you, Walter, but I love going to Cedar Point and riding on the roller coasters. I've always loved that. Mm-hmm. But Walter, I bet I can even tell you that you love volatility. Sometimes, can you guess when? When it goes up. When it goes up, that's exactly right. Very good. Hey, now we're starting to think like we've been doing this for two years. Now. That's but right. right. That's right. I'm like, okay, I see where he's going with this stuff. When the market goes up, everybody loves volatility, but nobody yep. thinks that way. So when the market goes down, that people can't stomach the volatility. So volatility has everything to do with your portfolio. And we want to make sure that going into retirement, you're taking the appropriate amount of volatility that needs to get you to into retirement without running out of money. How do you do that? Well, it's pretty easy. You sit down with your advisor, 
you start putting the plan together, you figure out what your shortfall is, and then you figure out how do you take the investments, your whole working career, how do you turn that into an income stream that will be there the rest of your life and your spouse's life? And then more importantly, tax-wise, how do you pass what's left? I call it the leftover plan. How do you pass what's left onto your heirs so it's the most tax-efficient way to do that? And it all starts with sitting down with the advisor, start the process. And if you don't have an advisor, again, call me. I'd be love to sit down with you and go through that process. This is what I'm laser-focused on. I love the income planning. It's fun for me. I've been doing it for 30 years, but I've been investing since I've been 14 years old. So this is my hobby, and I've turned it into a hobby or turned it into a career, I should say and this is just what i love to do this is what our office is all about so if that's you give us a call i'd love to sit down with you and start that process the number is 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 if you get the voicemail leave a quick message kevin will be able to get back in touch with you and return your call to talk a little bit about your situation schedule a time for you to come in have that one-on-one talk or if you want to meet remotely and you're more comfortable with that that's fine too 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure you're on track to get to and all the way through retirement and that you're not walking into Kevin's office saying something that he's never heard before. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. You can. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, Come, yeah he's, he's okay with off-the-wall questions yeah, yeah. and comments. So, yeah, sure. Go ahead and throw something out there. See if uh, Kevin can catch you and say, no, no, I don't think that's the case. Um, but it's interesting to look at some of these statements, and there's something to be said for the fact that nobody ever walks in and says some of these things. Um, 888-885-PLAN, again, is that number. 888 Call now while it's on your mind before you get distracted the rest of the weekend. Make a good decision to get your financial situation in order, straightened out, and on the right track. We're coming up on today's show. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, quick question for you today. Uh, what hobby would you get into if time and money weren't an issue? Ooh, that, that's an easy one. I'd love to do archaeology. Archaeology? Um, archaeology. Okay. I'd love to be an Indiana Jones and go dig up stuff from the past. I just always fascinated me. So when I'm watching the Discovery Channel, you know, I just, uh, for whatever reason, I just, it just thrills me. And I so what kind of be, archaeology would you do? Like, you want to look for like human artifacts or you want to do more like looking for dinosaur bones or? Uh, human, okay. gold, all the stuff, you know, the Egyptian's head, you know, all that kind yeah. of cool stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, not, that's pretty not cool. Not dinosaurs. I, has no, I have no interest in that. But, okay. but the human, for, yeah, that's. That's that would be a lot of fun to me. Interesting. I would never uh, never have guessed that. I took a class in college. I thought it was going to be an easy A, and uh, I liked Italian food. So f- to fulfill one of my history requirements, I took Italian archaeology. Wow! One of the most difficult classes I've ever taken in my entire life. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very tough to survive that class. I can't say I share the same love for archaeology that you do. It just seems very fascinating to figure out how they did stuff 5,000 years ago, you know, so. That is cool. Yeah, some of that stuff is cool. How did they get running water and and the invention of just, like, you know, plumbing? Like, it is kind of fascinating to figure out how old cities and and, and towns, and you know, figured that stuff out. That is pretty interesting. That's for sure. I just maybe get wrapped up in the, okay, here's another plate. Okay, here's what another plate looked like you know, 5,000 years ago. Okay, here's a, a, a quarter inch of a fork that they used to eat. 
you know, once you look at so many images of that, you're kind of like, all right, well, I, I get the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or how, how can they build the pyramids and still standing all these years later? Yeah. All right. So you're focused on like the big picture, cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd love to dig up something. I just watched something. You want to big up a whole town, not just, yeah, you know, yeah. a fork. <laughs> I, and, and I want to go fast. Give me the excavator so I can get in there and get, right. get big holes. Yeah. That's right. Something tells me you wouldn't survive in archaeology. I, I believe it's a very slow process. Right? I, I believe it. Because my you dad does, and I, you got to dust the stuff off for days and days and days yeah. to not break it. Yeah, patience maybe not. But my dad and I, we have a metal detector. We'll go out once in a while. That's always fun That's too. Right. So. Well, the yeah. question was if time and money weren't an issue. So the time right. thing, we can kind of we can play with that a little bit. A little bit. Mine would be simple. I would say uh, flying. I think it'd be really cool to uh, take flying lessons and and have and buy a plane and and you know fly around like a personal plane. Pretty high risk yeah. though, so I don't know. I don't know if I would fully get into it but it just seems awesome to be able to kind of to, to have that control and fly through the air i don't know be pretty cool that's number two on my list number two okay i yeah. have flown a plane when i was a kid i used to work for the neighbor and he taped me up and let me fly so oh that's cool yeah, it was i don't know why i didn't go my dad always asked me a question why don't you get your flying license yeah hey, well because you're not an archaeologist if you were an archaeologist you could then fly to your archaeology sites well maybe i'll have to do both now the merge of the two hobbies See? one makes <laughs> yeah, one one makes the other easier to do gives that, you the that, reason for it that, so. that's a thing there you go all right we know what you're doing in retirement then you're flying to archaeology sites and uh, renting ex- excavators to dig up the earth and <laughs> find cool things so you're gonna have an interesting retirement that's for sure very cool that's getting to know kevin ray a little bit better on today's show uh, financial talk still to come stay tuned here on simply financial Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half A-T squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Well, before we wrap up for the week here on Simply Financial, I want to squeeze in a quick question from a listener. Marty has a question this week. Uh, If you have questions, you can submit those. Kevin at insightfolios.com is the email address or online at insightfolios.com. Marty says, I've heard that you need to have between 15 and 20 times your annual salary in savings to be able to retire comfortably. Do you think that's accurate? Well, that's a rule of thumb, Marty. And I can tell you, the more saved, the better off you're going to be, obviously. But I can also tell you that everyone is different. And I can give you an example. I have a couple of clients where their pensions are over $100,000 per year. Now that's you know not many clients, but I have a couple, two, three that are their pensions are that. So if that's you, obviously you know the fifteen to twenty times probably isn't as important as if you don't have a pension. But the more you save, obviously the better off you're going to be. And fifteen to twenty times maybe the good rule may not be the good rule. The better rule is this: figure out what your shortfall is. Figure out how much income you need to generate up and above your Social Security and your pensions. Figure out how much you've saved for retirement. And then figure out how do you turn what you saved in retirement into an income stream that doesn't run out before you run out of life. And that's the first That's the first step, Marty. And that's not necessarily 15 to 20 times. In fact, often it's not 15 to 20 times when I sit down with people. So it all depends on your own personal situation. Obviously, pensions help out a great deal. Social Security is going to be in there. Maybe you have rental income. Maybe you, you, you have land contract income. I don't know. But 15 to 20 times is just a rule of thumb. And most of the time when I sit down with people, that's not accurate. So if Marty gave me a call, 
happy to sit down and go through that example with you that we just went through and see if it works in your particular case. If you need a complimentary, customized, and comprehensive financial plan, uh, Kevin Ray is the person to turn to to get that here in the Pinconning and Saginaw areas, offices in both locations. And you can schedule a time to talk about your situation by dialing 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Best way to get in touch, 888-885-PLAN. Call that number. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin and his team will be able to get back with you. 888-885-PLAN. Call now, 888-885-7526. Had a lot of fun chatting with you about some of these things, reminiscing about Elvis and other items as well today. (laughs) Good stuff, and uh, we'll look forward to having another great show next week. We look forward to it. We'll talk to you then. Have a great week, everybody. Until then, we'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.